right, guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sportscast. We are here to do the SEC preview and prediction show. Check out our new intro. with me tonight what's going on Hammonds what's up man we are here to do the SEC finally something we actually know right yeah that's right <laughs> we didn't have to study too hard for this one no, all right no, no. so we are college sports cast uh, we are presented by fan the fanboys we are also featured on Let's Talk Sports, Sideline Sports, The Real Fresh Channel, and we are in the comfort of your own home on WSBN TV Channel 30. Download the BoxCast app, search for World Sports Broadcasting Network on the BoxCast app, on your Roku, Apple, or Fire TV and then once you find World Sports Broadcasting Network, you can look us up, College Sportscast, on Channel 30. So let's dive right into this. We have 14 teams to do tonight in the SEC. Um, next year, it's going to be 16. Yeah, so. Our first one tonight, we're doing them in alphabetical order. First one tonight is going to be Alabama. The Crimson so, Tide. Of course, Alabama's got of course Alabama's got Nick Saban. He's in his 17th year. He's won 194 ball games just at Alabama. That's just at Alabama. He's six wins away from 200. He is also 285 overall wins. He's 15 wins away from 300. Um, of course, he has seven national championships, six with Alabama. They were 11 and two last year, went six and two in the SEC. They were 10 and two at the end of the season, didn't make the SEC championship game, but still was the fifth team in the college football playoff. Um, you know, the first. The first team out. You know what was surprising to me was last year that Alabama was not in the top five and run the football in the conference. That was very surprising to me. And yeah. I think I think that I think they're gonna get back to that, which they call it murder ball, where they just run over teams and just whip teams. I think Saban's gonna go they back to They didn't have the best offensive line last year. It was it wasn't the best, no. Not for them, you know what I mean. Like it wasn't not, one not of their Al best, better offensive lines. Not Alabama standards, anyways. 
Right. That's what I mean. It wasn't one of their best offensive lines is kind of what I meant by that. Um, so we're going to start out with talking about keys for the season. And I'll think, get that up here for us. I think you. So what do you I got think for I think it's a key I think it's for Alabama? I think it's quarterback play. Um, quarterback play needs to be a lot better. Um, you know, and, and the biggest thing, the X factor to me, is the new offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese. Um, you know, he has a new – he's going to develop a new starter under center. Um, and I feel like that's going to determine whether or not Alabama wins the SEC championship or even goes to the college football playoff, to be honest, is, is developing that quarterback. Because, you know, their defense is going to be really good. Um, you know, well, I mean, to be fair, they had Bryce Young, the, the number one overall pick last year, and Bryce Young was a was a heck of a quarterback. He was. But um, they just didn't have the receivers. They didn't have the receivers and the running backs last year to go with him. No, it it was a it was a it was a down year by Alabama standards. You know, they they lost like three or four receivers to the. Uh, to the draft, mm-hmm. you know, the year before that. And they really didn't have the receivers or running backs last year. It was basically the Bryce Young show. It was. Bill Sizemore. So we got said, Bill Sizemore on with They it. lost to two top ten teams on the road on last second field goals, and people are acting like the sky is falling for them. It'd be nice to have those expectations. <laughs> exactly, Bill. You, you said what I said. This is true, but we're talking about Alabama standards. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about like rest of the college football standards. I'm just no. talking Alabama standards, Bill. Exactly. So yeah. that, that's that's what I meant by a couple of those statements. I got a couple. It's just Alabama I got a, standards. I got a couple. You know, key guys that you I'm, mentioned. You mentioned. Hang on just a minute. You mentioned the offense and the quarterback and Tommy Reese, the the you know uh, new offensive coordinator, as a key. One of my keys is they absolutely was out of character last year and had a ton of penalties in some games last year. Tennessee, like they had like Tennessee 14, game was- 18, I think, one game. Um, the Tennessee I, game was rough. They were uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic of a disciplined Saban team, and yeah. they got to get back to playing Saban football and not having all those turnovers. That's that's yeah. one of my keys was Holy was ball. the turnovers. So I just wanted to bring that up. Um, so transfers in and transfers out. Um, I have Malik Benson, a wide receiver. I was just talking about they didn't quite have the wide receivers. I have him listed as the top transfer in, and they lost a offensive guard, Cohen, to Miami, um, which and they also lost Tanner Bowles to Kentucky, an offensive mm-hmm. guard. But he was a backup offensive guard. He was not a starter last year. Mm-hmm. My biggest, my two guys to watch 
is Kool-Aid McKinstry um, in the secondary. What a name. Kool-Aid. I mean, what you got to I mean, the name Kool-Aid. I mean, you know. Then they have Jace McClellan. He's a running back. He's going to steal a lot of snaps. And then you've got the guy that played opposite Will Anderson last year, Dallas Turner. I think he's Dallas going to be Turner. a big he's going to be a big key for Alabama at the edge at the at the defensive position. Well, so they're going to be I mean, solid on defense. Oh, they will be. They will be for sure. And I think they'll actually be a little better than they were last year on defense, if you ask me. Like um, you said, though, I just, they got to improve on the the penalties. The penalties is what killed them. In the LSU game, it, it hurt them. In the Tennessee game, they was there was a couple games. It hurt them in that Texas game too. In the Texas game, they just they was out of position at times. They was making boneheaded plays. I remember one in particular. Um, there was a boneheaded play in the Tennessee game, and Saban was absolutely losing his mind on TV. He was going absolutely bonkers. Yeah. He was. I mean, he, it's just very uncharacteristic of yeah, a Saban. Yeah, very uncharacteristic team. of Saban. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, you can't mention Alabama without mentioning their quarterbacks. Jalen Milrow, mm-hmm. Ty Simpson, Buckner, whoever is running that offense is going to be a key player for Alabama. I think, right. you know, it's going to be Jalen Milrow to at least start the season. I think we'll probably see some Ty Simpson and the first game because the second game is Texas. So, you know, um, I, I think we'll see some of both, and then he'll make a decision on who is starting for Texas, and that may be, depending on how they do against Texas, that may be the final decision. Mm-hmm. All right, game. I'm, I'm going to say Texas. Um, you know, last year – Alabama looked up and and Second won that game, game of the year. Should have won it. Should have lost it last year. The actual Texas game should have lost that game. Well, think, Bryce Young, Bryce Young brought them back by himself. They did. He he was basically the one man wrecking crew. So I think this is a key game early. <laughs> yeah. If if Saban wants to make a statement, you know that Alabama's back. I think they're going to need a big game from this game. It's it's going to be a big key monster game starting out the year it's september the 9th it's coming up pretty soon it's not this saturday but next saturday it is Mm -hmm. in tuscaloosa um bill's talking about um one of their back uh, one of their edge defensive line guys Mm -hmm. being back there so i wanted to put that up on the screen But, you know, this Texas game is a a major key game. With it being a home game, um, Texas coming to the SEC next year, it's it's a statement game. Yeah, it's going to give us a little taste of what the SEC is going to be about next year. So, For both teams, actually. Both, yeah. Yeah, for both teams, actually. But being at home, it's a game Bama – I feel like has to win. They they do. I agree. Going through the SEC to have a chance in the playoff. That's what I mean. Uh, let's look at their schedule. 
we talked about we got Middle Tennessee this Saturday. Then we got the Texas game. Then we put then they play at USF. Then Ole Miss at home. Then at Mississippi State. At Texas A and M will be a tough one. Arkansas at home. Tennessee at home. LSU at home. At Kentucky. Chattanooga at home. And then at Auburn is how they close the year out. I have their win total, um, betting win total from from DraftKings. I have it set at ten. Do you think that that Alabama goes over, under, or do they match that? I think they match the ten. But I think the biggest game to me is Texas. If you if you win that Texas game, you get a leg start. In the in the college football playoff race, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think this Bama team is going to be better than last year's team. I really do. Um, Saban has an axe to grind from last yeah. year, and he's usually really, really damn good at that. Yeah. And I'm just gonna go. I'm. I. I don't have them twelve and zero. But I do have them eleven and one. Um, that's where I think they will go. And towards the end of the show, we'll talk about who gets in championship game and all, all that kind of stuff. But I do have Bama setting at eleven and one. I think they win the Texas game at mm-hmm. home and drop one in the SEC a long way. Yeah, they'll drop one somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I have for for Bama this year. Our next team we're going to talk about is Arkansas. Got the Hogs on the schedule. The Hogs. So, let's talk some Hogs. Let's talk some Hogs. Some Hogs. They went seven and seven. They went from seven and six last year. <laughs> they went seven and six last year, three and five in the SEC. They started out a lot better. KJ Jefferson got hurt kind of midseason mm-hmm. and it affected their season. I think they dropped like four or five of their last so many games. Um, and it kind of affected their season. But Sam Pittman is in his fourth year he's been there three years he's 19 and 17 as a coach and they got kj jefferson back they picked up quite a few wideouts in the transfer portal they did really well in the transfer portal by the way um and they have rocket sanders back as their running back so i mean they they return dwayne mclaughlin they get that Good LSU transfer back. They get him back in the in the secondary. They they return some good pieces. So where my do you biggest, have keys? Where do you have keys for the season? My keys, for the, my keys to the season is this. Please make a play on defense. Last year they was the worst in school history at giving up yardage. That. And it didn't help none that they had key guys out. There was guys that got hurt. But 
they're they're like yeah, Bill just said it for me. Their front seven is a big question. You know, defensively, they're going to have to be better. You can't give up 300, 400 yards every single My keys is third down stops. Yeah, that's my key is third down stops. It's similar to what you're talking about. I just wanted to throw it in there. They gave up over 45% conversion on third downs last year. And, you know, you've got to cut that by at least 10%. You do. And, and another key to their season, I think, is is keeping KJ Jefferson healthy, because I think he he's probably one of the bigger players on your team. You know, you got Rocket Sanders back there. Um, it's gonna have, it's hard gonna have some, to keep a running quarterback healthy. It is. I agree. It is. It's tough. It's hard to keep. A running quarterback, especially in the SEC, man. These guys are big, strong, and super fast. And I know Arkansas wants to have – they're wanting to aim higher. But at the same time, if you look at their front – if you look at the front of their schedule and the, behind it, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And, you know, seven wins, eight wins would be a decent season for Arkansas. With this schedule. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that 100%. All right. So, transfers in and transfers out. I've already said they picked up a ton of good transfers. I mean, we could sit here and go through a list of about 10 guys that's going to help them out, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. It takes up too <laughs> much time. Um, I got Jeff Coat, the defensive end from Missouri. I got him as the top. Uh, transfer. That's who I picked. Uh, you can pick somebody else, but that's who I picked. And then they lost uh, their uh, Trey Knox, their tight end, um, to South Carolina, actually, which is within the conference and a big loss for them in the transfer portal. Is there somebody else transferring in you want to mention? Because they, they got a, bu- a bunch of them. So, Not really. Um All right, key player. I got Rocket Sanders. Well, key players. You can, I got you know Rocket you Sanders, more, and I mean, KJ Jefferson. They 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 could probably take over a game each and every single Saturday, every series. If we're being if we're being brutally honest about it, they're they're the key to the Arkansas season, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I fully agree with you on that. I mean, K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders, uh, both of them are going to be 100% keys, um, key players for them. Another one that I want to mention is a is a wide receiver, a freshman. He's, he's, he's a redshirt freshman. Set. Satigna, Satigna, I'm not sure he has, Isaiah is his first name. Um, I think he's going to be, he was a four-star recruit, um, Mm -hmm. and I think he's going to be a big key. You'll see him in the offense a lot. Just want to throw that name out. Key game. What do you think is a key game for their season um, down in Wu Pig Suey land? (laughs) 
<laughs> I would say the first game, but they're playing Western Carolina, so that's not really a big game, to be honest. I think their biggest game to me is the Texas A&M game. And I'll tell you why. Because last year they let that game slip. They let that game out of their hands. Um, you know, that was a game that they should have won. I got the you know, L- I got the LSU I got the LSU game on the twenty third, September twenty third. It's at like LSU. Yeah, um, I feel like there's a few games in there where they're real big for Arkansas because seven, eight wins is gonna be tough for the Hogs this year with with the schedule that they got. They only they 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 lost to LSU last year, but they lost thirteen to ten at home. They did, and yeah. you know if you know if KJ Jeffs can make a play or two, you know extra, they win that game. Um, Arkansas is really close and got some pieces, so mm-hmm. I think that's an important game. The A and M game is important as well. Uh, you know, so they got a few of them. <laughs> I Matter of fact, we'll we'll look at their schedule real quick, and you can kind of see what I'm talking about. So they start out with Western Carolina at home, Kent State at home, then they play BYU at home. Yeah, who is now a Power Twelve, you know, a Power then Five. They, then they go to LSU. Then they play at LSU. Texas A&M in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Then, they're, then they're at Ole Miss, at Alabama, Mississippi State at home, at Florida, Auburn at home, at or FIU at home, and Missouri at home is how they close out the season. But in the middle, you got BYU, LSU, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Alabama, Mississippi State. That's the middle of their schedule. Um, Tonkers. I have their, I have their <laughs> win total. Looking at DraftKings, I have their win total set at seven. That's where I have them set. Is it seven? Do you think they match, go over, or go under seven wins? I think they go on the seven because. The only way they get eight, I think, is they got to win one of the Florida or Mississippi State games. That's they got to win one of those to get to eight, I think. And, and for for for, for yeah, Arkansas, so State, I have them starting the season out, you know, pretty. Strong. For Arkansas State, they play I have them starting the season out pretty strong. They do. They play Mississippi State at home. They play Missouri at home. They play at Florida. I don't mm-hmm. think Florida's going to be that great of a team this year. It's a game they could win mm-hmm. in the yeah. swamp. I mean, still, it's a game it's they the could win in the swamp. It's still yeah. the swamp. It is still the swamp. It's, yeah. it's not. Absolutely. It's not an easy um, place to play. I agree with that. And, I, and I'm I'm with you on this. I actually have them setting at seven and five. Mm-hmm. I do believe that they could get to eight and four. Mm-hmm. With with one of those wins that we were just talking about, um, mm-hmm. eight and four is not out of the realm of possibility for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, eight and four 
would be a really good season for Arkansas, mm -hmm. for Sam Pittman, for the fans. So that's where I have them at. Our next team that we're going to cover, guys, is going to be Auburn. Again, if you're wondering, I'm doing these in alphabetical order, my alphabetical order, and you'll see what I'm talking about in a few minutes. I said Ole Miss instead of Mississippi, so, but this is my alphabetical order. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give so you a Auburn. I'm gonna give you a key stat. Auburn had the worst turnover differential in the league last year. Okay, and. Peyton Thorne, their new quarterback, transferred from Michigan State, had 11 interceptions last year. That don't bode well for the yep. offensive. He's had 21 interceptions in the last two years with Mississippi or with Michigan State. Yeah, and, and another thing too. All right, Hugh so Auburn is back. Auburn's bringing Hugh in is back in, in in the SEC. They're bringing the thing in about Hugh Freeze. Freeze they need to beat one of their rivals starting out to, to get back to, to Auburn football and starting with Ole Miss would be a would be a first because you know they've they've had they've had some tough times the last couple of years. I think beating a rival would would really help their cause this year. Getting the six wins would help their cause after the last what two or three years they've had. Oh yeah, I mean getting the six wins would absolutely help them. So, keys to the season. I've got one of the things that you you just mentioned. Stop with all the turnovers. You yeah, can't have that many turnovers in the SEC and and be ultra competitive. You just can't. It, it won't work. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Um, not in the SEC. I mean, it's just too. It's dog eat dog world in the SEC. Yeah, and every single week. I mean, honestly, you just you cannot do that. Uh, they ha they absolutely have to stop with all the turnovers. Um, you know, their biggest their biggest law uh, gain and loss in the transfer portal. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple of names. I think their biggest gain. I know they've got uh, Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. But I'm going to give you a name, Justin Rogers, defensive tackle mm -hmm. from Kentucky. I think he'll be a big I think he's going. I think he's going to be a big, big help along that defensive line. Uh, Justin Rogers was a four or five-star. I can't remember mm -hmm. now. I know he was four. He might have been a five-star. He was a um, five, I think. He was a five. I he think, was either a four place. or five star. He was he way was up there. I'm going to yeah. say this yeah, about Hugh Freeze. You know, he's coming back to the SEC, and they're saying, well, he's not going to do this, he's not going to do that. Well, if Hugh Freeze can go to Liberty and do what he did at Liberty, he did it at Ole Miss. We saw it plenty at Ole Miss, but there was a lot of things that oh, went yeah. on at Ole Miss. He's a great recruiter, man. The, the dude knows, knows how to get players. He knows how to get. He knows how to build an SEC program. And I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to get it out there to the Auburnites, John Roberts, everybody that's out here listening. 
Auburn's going to win a game that nobody's supposed to pick them to win. They're going to upset somebody. I just don't know who. They're going to beat somebody. The only thing about Freeze, and I'll say this, Freeze sometimes has a hard time walking walking a line to keep things on the up and up. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's the biggest He has in the past. Yeah. We will yeah. see – we will see if he has learned some lessons and knows how to do that now that he has landed an upper echelon tier job again like Auburn. So um, biggest loss, I got their defensive end, uh, Mamba, that left and went to Purdue. Mm-hmm. Mine, I think is how you my, pronounce his last name. My, my biggest loss for them, though, is – it's Tank Bigsby. I think they're going to really want to miss him as a running back. That, that's, I know. Yeah. You know, I know they got. Who um, graduated though, right? Yeah, they, I know they got Brian Beatty. Um, he's coming in. I think he's going to replace um, Auburn at running back. But I think losing Tank Bigsby hurt a little bit, especially in the run game. Yeah. Key players. You have to mention Peyton Thorne. He was named the starting quarterback about a week ago. Now, my question is this. Robbie Ashford, who took over the starting job last year and was kind of projected to be the starter this year until they got a late transfer in Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne's won the job. But Robbie mm-hmm. Ashford's really, really athletic. He is. Do they, find the a way to get issue, him on, do they find a way to get him on the field? Well, the biggest issue with Robbie at Ashford, I think, is his throwing ability. Don't get me wrong. He's a great dual threat. But, you know, getting the ball down. For- I'm not necessarily talking about his throwing. I'm talking about his his running, his ability, his athletic. I think you know, I think they'll use him some. I think, I think Auburn needs that. I do. I think they'll use him some. Because Auburn's done that in the past with guys like Cam Newton. They've done it with the other few guys that they had, um, the dual threat breakability. So, right. I think they'll use yeah. it. Huh? That's what I was kind of getting at. Mm-hmm. All right. Key game. What do you have as a key game? I'll tell you what I got to start with. And, and mine's early. They're going out to California. They're going out to California the second week of the season. California was not very good last year. Okay. They were pretty trash, to be honest with you. They cannot go out there. They did pick up a TCU quarterback. They actually named him court, uh, the, the a quarterback um, about four mm-hmm. or five days ago. Sam Jackson, actually, not Samuel L. Jackson but Sam Jackson (laughs) is his name. Um, But, you know, I think it's Cal. I mean, I think that's a really, really important game at the start of the season. I think it's UMass. I know know UMass is not. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because you want to get off in the SEC on the right foot. You don't want to come into this game and lose this kind of game early in the year. Because it, it 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 clouds up everything as a fan base. You get what I'm saying? You know, it's Hugh Freeze's first year. You know, you want to get things off on the yeah. right foot. You don't want to have UMass 
sit around and hang around to the third or fourth quarter and have an upset on your hands and lose that game and then try to bring the face back in after a loss like that. You know what I mean? I feel like this is a big moment for the Auburn fans to, to have an opportunity to to win this game, get off on the right foot, and get him started in coaching at Auburn. I, I think that's a huge game to me. I, I just – I think it's – it's not the biggest game, but I think it's a huge game. Well, I mean, so you got the first game and I got the second game. They're both non-conference games, and they're games that they need to win. They do. You know, um, they need to get they need to get on the get off on the right foot, um, and I think they will actually. I do. Um, I so. Do. All right, let's look at their schedule. So they start out playing home at UMass. They go at California, then home Sanford. Then they play at Texas A&M. Then they get Georgia at home, at LSU, Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State at home, at Vandy, at Arkansas, New Mexico State, and then they end with Alabama at home. I'll say this. That's that's their if, schedule. If you, if you want to get a bowl game in this juncture, you got to win the games you're supposed to win. You got to win the games against. Um, I got them at six. I got this. I got it set at six and a half. You got to beat California. Is where I got. Them. You got to beat Sanford. You got to beat um, New Mexico State, and you got to hope maybe they upset New Mexico State the team, and then they then then you got to beat Vandy. I mean. If we was Vandy last week, they're 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 not. I don't think they're as good as they was last year. To be honest, but that's a game they need to win. Right. So, so that, I got their, they've got some winnable games in there. They do, and I think you're going to see a Hugh. I'm going to call it the Hugh Free Special. There's going to be that one game where he's going to come out and he's going and he's going to light it up. And I just don't know which game it is. That's what I said. There'll be a game they win that nobody expects them to. But like like I said, I so think they go be under six and a half. No, you got them at six. Probably you got them at seven. I got them at six. I think it'll be six wins. All right, I I think they will go six and six. But mm-hmm. a Hugh Freeze led offense, it would not surprise me if they wind up seven and five. Yeah, that's that's where it I was surprised. I mean, you know, Hugh Freeze can definitely coach some offense. He can scheme it up. So he'll be – he will definitely be doing that. Our next team that we're going to cover, guys, is Florida. Florida, of course, is Billy Napier in his second year. They were six and seven last year. They went three and five in the SEC. Um, I'm going. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a stat here about 
Okay, I'll let you give yours. And then Hang I'll on, I'm going to give you a stat here about Florida. I'm going to give you a stat about Florida that's going to surprise some people. The last time that Florida had back-to-back losing seasons was 1978 and 79. Okay? Guess what just happened? In 21 and 21 and 22, they had back-to-back losing seasons. The first time that's happened at Florida since 78 and 79. And and I'm going to give you my stat. They allowed 175 yards per game rushing last year, and they gave up 25-plus points per game. Now, listen to this. Per game in three years. That's not good. Wow. Defense is going to have to be shored up, which I think they're going to be okay. Their, their front four is going to be a lot better this year. They got some monsters on that front line. Um, I think the offense is going to be better, which that brings me to my point, key players. I think Trevor Etienne is going to be a key player for them. Um, The running back, he showed flashes last year, um, especially in that Kentucky game. Um, You know, then they get Graham Mertz, the transfer from Wisconsin. The biggest issue I have with Graham Mertz is he had the most turnovers um, by a quarterback in the Big Ten, and you That's do even you more than this. Peyton Thorn, by the way, that we just talked about. You do about. that, you do that, you you transfer that to the SEC. It's going to get a lot worse for you, and I think it'll be better. But you can't do things he did at Wisconsin at Florida. It won't. It won't. It won't be cut and dry in the SEC. Well, I'm gonna give you key to my key to the season for me. They have the backs. They have some really good running backs. I'm I'm kind of iffy on Graham Mertz, to be honest with you. He was named the starter. I'm mm-hmm. actually kind of iffy on Napier as a coach in the SEC. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. They I'm, better they better attempt to run the ball a whole lot with those you, running. You know backs. what I heard today. I heard a hot take today. Now, this was coming from a Florida fan, somebody that I, I've known quite a while. He said that if they go under the, the five wins, well, I wouldn't say five, but if they hit that 6-6 six, six bowl and can't get – he said, I wouldn't be shocked if they fire Billy Napier. Oh, I, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked at all. This is Florida, guys. I mean, they don't – like I said – they haven't they had back-to-back losing seasons since 1978 and 1979. They don't, they don't Bill, lose like that, okay? Bill brings up a good point. You know, their play con had to get, has to get better this year. The screen calls a game last That's why year. I said, was, I'm not sold yeah. on Napier as, as, as an offensive coach. I mean, I'm just not sold on him yet to be on – to be now – he is recruiting better. He's got a recruiting class that's better coming. That's going to be coming in this next year. Next, next but year, yeah. It may be. It may be too late. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I'm just not so sure yet. So, um, transfers in and transfers out. 
Um, I got linebacker Mitchell from Ohio State as a, as a top transfer in. And their biggest loss is a, a offensive tackle to USC. Tarquin was his name, is his name, and he, he went out to USC. All right, key players. You got Graham Mertz. I mean, you have to mention Graham Mertz. He is he is named the starter over Jack Miller, the uh, sophomore quarterback, um, and he is going to have to step up and lead this offense without turnovers. We'll find out without Thursday a bunch night. of turnovers. We'll find out Thursday when they play Utah. Key game. Yeah. Yeah, they, they start out Thursday night. Two nights from now, they play at Utah. So we'll find out a whole bunch. I did not list that as the key game, although it is a key game for Florida. Um, I listed game, the Tennessee game. My key game's Kentucky. And, and, and I'll tell you why. Kentucky's a good choice, because, too. And the reason why I picked Kentucky game is because this. You lose to Utah – and then you come out and you, you know, lose a couple of these games to Tennessee. They played Tennessee too before us. But what? That's what I'm saying. You can't afford to lose a bunch yeah. right off the bat, right there. Because if you do, you might not make a bowl game. I'm not so sure that they do make a bowl game. I'm just going to be honest with you. So. I think it's Tennessee. It's in the swamp, and it's September the 16th, and they got to go to Utah. They can't afford to lose at Utah and lose at home in the swamp to Tennessee. No. I mean, they just can't. If they expect so to have a deep I think I've got the Tennessee. Now, I, listen, Florida fans will say it's the Kentucky game probably because we've won three out of five, and I, I love it. Okay, I'm a Kentucky fan. I love it. But I think these two games before the Kentucky game are going to be major keys to their to turn their season that they just cannot afford to lose before the Kentucky game. All right. Johnson and ETM, they're two running backs. I'm telling you, they absolutely have to use them up this year. Their mm -hmm. schedule, let's take a look. They play at Utah. They play McNeese. Then they play Tennessee at home, Charlotte at home, at Kentucky, Vanderbilt at home, mm -hmm. at South Carolina, Georgia and Jacksonville, Arkansas at home, at LSU, at Missouri, and then they end the season, Florida State at home. So I'm going to be honest with you. I have their win total set at seven. That's pretty low for Florida standards, but mm. I have their win total set at seven. Where do you have where do you have them going? Do they have make them. a bowl? Do I they go under six. that six and six? I have them at six and six. I mean, you look at the schedule, man. Six and, and, it, and six. You know, used to you could look at this schedule 
and you say, oh, Kentucky's a cakewalk, Vandy's a cakewalk, all these other teams are cakewalks. But you just can't you can't take for granted Kentucky. Kentucky's not your headed stepchild sister that you beat around the bush every single year. It it don't it ain't happening. Not anymore. And Vanderbilt, if I recall, <laughs> they lost to Vanderbilt last year. And they did. You know, I mean now they get Vandy at home in the these swamp game ain't, time. These games ain't gimmies. These games ain't gimmies anymore. Especially with those these top schedules. So give me six and six, the Florida Gators. I'll be honest with you. I, that's what I've got them to is six and six. I'm just not all that, that impressed with them. I got them losing the Utah game. I think they'll mm-hmm. lose to Tennessee. I think they'll lose to Kentucky. They won't beat Georgia. They won't beat Florida State at the end of the season. And mm-hmm. that means they, they got to they gotta play Arkansas and LSU. I mean – I, I just, I'm just not sure that you know. So sixty six is about all I can give them. I mean, when you look at their schedule, I mean, you know, I think that's about all you can give them. If they go seven and five, it'll be a miracle. Yeah, I that's... think with their schedule and the way things have gone for them. Yeah. All right. Our next team is the two-time defending champs, Georgia, going for an unprecedented three-peat. <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs. So, you know, you got Kirby Smart. They're twenty-nine and one in their last thirty games. They went fifteen and zero last year. They, you know, they're the two-time defending champs. What else can you say about what Kirby Smart has done? He's entering his eighth year. He's 81 and 15 at Georgia. My biggest. Um, That's his record. My my biggest concern with this team is how, how do you top it? Like, you know, it's impressive to me what they've done, you know, but just how do you top off the last two years? Like, to be honest, it's, it's unheard of. And I'm not so sure that this team is better than they was last year. I think they kind of went down to me in my opinion now with the offensive coordinator hire with Mike Bobo. I think, I don't think that's a good hire, but, but we'll, we'll find out. I think he's a little conservative, um, but, you know, a lot more conservative than the one they had before. But I don't know. I'm going to let you have this one because, you know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's not much you can say to improve what George has done, okay? Exactly. I mean, but a key to this season, a key to this season, I'll give you a couple of them. Okay. Replacing Stetson Bennett and and the job that he has done the last two years is a tall order. The mailman. Carson Beck has been Carson Beck has been named the starting quarterback. He has Mm -hmm. really big shoes to fill. 
Right. Um, you know, he, he's got to find, he's got to find Bowers and McConkey, um, and, and, and get to his playmakers as much as possible. And then my second key is they've got some injuries and they're a little thin at running back Mm -hmm. in the, in the preseason, in the fall camp, they had somebody with a knee injury. They've got another running back that's hurt that probably won't be playing the first two or three games of the season. He's got an MCL strain. Um, He probably at least will be out for two or three games. They're a little thin at running back. And I think those are two keys that you could see Georgia maybe falling back just a smidgen. And And I'm talking just a smidgen. Okay. Not a lot, no. Um, you know, if yeah, I, I'm not talking about a lot here. So uh transfers in. I got a wide receiver, love it from Missouri. And of course, their biggest loss to me was Barry Alexander, defensive tackle that went to USC. Like he mm-hmm. was a freshman, he's a so- sophomore this year out there. He's already played a game. I know USC gave up a lot of yards and stuff, but Barry Alexander was a bear, honestly, in that game. His position, um, he was there. Like, he really is a bear. He, they, His parents done an absolute fantastic job naming this kid, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want to say. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but – they looked at him and be like, man, that's a bear right there. That's a bear right there, bro. And, and, and it worked out. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. <laughs> Key players. It's got to be Carson Beck. Yeah, that's that's what I said. It, it's got to be a quarterback. You you know, he, he's having to replace you know, Stetson Bennett and, and go in there and do what Stetson Bennett's done the last couple of years. That's a tall task, man. And Stetson Bennett takes takes so much criticism. The dude was twenty nine and one with two titles, the last mm-hmm. two years. I mean, I think I think he's one of the best quarterbacks college football has seen in the last twenty years. I agree. I mean. The numbers don't lie, and, and I'm not talking about the stat numbers and stuff. I'm talking about as a leader and what he's done on the field. Yeah, what he brings it brings to the team. I mean, you look at you look at Tim Tebow, maybe that would be, but you know, but I mean, Manziel had had better stuff, but he didn't win like he didn't he didn't win two titles. You know, I'll say this with, you know, with George with Georgia. They're going to be trying to become the first to win three titles in a row since 1936. That's that's exactly guys. That's company, man. Yes, that's elite company. And man, I'm telling you, it it's, if it it's happens. Hardly anybody alive. My dad is 73 years old, and that was 14 years before he was born. So, okay, that's how long ago this is. All right. All right. Key players Brock Bowers, Brock Bowers, and Brock Bowers. 
besides besides Carson Beck. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a bunch on on the defensive side of the ball too. Mm -hmm. Um, but man, and and McConkie, I mentioned him as a wide receiver. He's really good. Um, get them the ball. Somehow, get them the ball. All right, key game. What do you have as their key game? I think Bill pretty much said it. The Auburn game is probably going to be a big game. You know, the Tennessee game probably going to be a big game. It's in Knoxville this year. Tennessee um, game is the one I got. It's I think at Tennessee, Tennessee. It's not to the, the second to last game of the year. Yeah, I think the Tennessee game's huge, though. Yeah. That's what I got. All right, take a quick look at their schedule. Um, UT Martin, Ball State, at uh, play South Carolina at home, UAB at home, at Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Vandy, Florida and Jacksonville, Missouri at home, Ole Miss at home, at Tennessee, and at Georgia Tech. I think the, the Auburn not game murders rough. I think the Auburn game could be kind of a trap game in a way because you're mixing Auburn it in and there. Kentucky. Yeah, it, it could be. You just don't. You just don't really know how teams are going to come out until they start playing. So, I think, I think those Auburn are the game, two games. Um, like games five and six, that early, yeah, yeah. That that would be my you know two games that could trip them up. Maybe um, I don't think Kentucky wins. By the way, just I don't want any of the fans you know coming out and say Brad said Kentucky's going to beat Georgia. That is not what Brad <laughs> said. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is not that is not what Brad said. I've got their win total set at eleven. Um, you know, with that record, with Georgia being the two-time champs, do you think they have a chance of going over that in the regular season? Mm, no, I don't. I mean, there's a chance, but I think they, I think they'll win it all again. I I just – until you beat them, they're still the champs. I mean, it's just – it's plain – I'm going to be honest with you. It's plain and simple. I think they might drop one game. I think they might actually play one. It's possible. Now, can they go 12-0? Of course they can. Yeah. Um, but I think they might drop one and go 11-1. and one. Yeah. The Tennessee game on the road, that's, the that's Auburn game one. on the road, are going to be two tougher games that they play. I think so. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think it's possible that they can drop. So we have Kentucky coming up. Up next. Of course, we got Mark Stoops. He's in his 11th year, if you can believe that. He's the second longest tenured coach in the SEC. 
I'll say this. He's won 66 um, games, 59 losses. They, we were seven and six last year. Kind of underachieved last year. Went three and five in the SEC. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let you go. Go ahead about Kentucky. <laughs> I'll say this. A key stat. Um, the offensive line was one of the worst in the country last year. It was last in SEC in sacks allowed and average yards per rush. The X factor with Kentucky this year, to me, is how Devin Leary and Cohen, Liam Cohen, attack this offensive unit. I think that's the that's the X factor. I think the defense is going to be really good, but it's all about getting the ball to your playmakers. Last year we couldn't do that. Offensive line struggled at times. They gave up a lot of sacks. I think the offensive line is going to be improved. But if they give Devin Leary time, I don't see how this Kentucky offense can't be as good as anybody in the country. Because Devin Leary proved that at NC State. So, keys to the season, you're absolutely right. Liam Cohen and his offense with Devin Leary running it is an absolute gold mine of pickups, to be quite honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, two years ago, we averaged 32.3 points a game. Last year, we averaged 20.4. I'm going to say this. 12 and I, and points less. I'm not going to drag the guy. With Cohen and Leary, we have that 30 Scangarello, I'm not going to drag him because it was just – We have to get to that 30-point mark. Um, all I'm saying is he he, he just ne- – he wasn't the fit to me. Nothing nothing that was done right was, was – right. right. It was it was just screwy from the beginning. It was just one of those hires that you just goofed up on. And you but I got on. one more thing. I got one more thing on the offense. We actually have to convert in the red zone way better than we did last year. Red zone last year was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It was terrible. So when we get there, we have to convert a ton better in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Kicking game and all that was horrendous. Horrendous. People are talking about the offensive line. The offensive line sucked. The offensive line sucked. (laughs) The kicking game was horrendous. (laughs) Hey, it won us a game at Missouri. It won us a game at Missouri, though. Oh, Oh, my goodness. It's horrendous. All right, Devin Leary, transfer in. He's the biggest transfer in for Kentucky. Absolutely, there's no question about that. Justin Rogers, I have as a defensive tackle, is the biggest loss. That's what I have. Mm-hmm. All right, key players besides – we've already talked about Devin Leary and Cohen and, you know, so – who do you have as a key player besides them? JJ mm, Weavers, a big, a big key to this defense. Um, I'd say Barry and Brown. But if we're really going to really go to it, 
I think it's the run game. I think it's Ray Davis. I think Ray Davis has got to have a big year this year. Um, you know, the run game wasn't what it was last year. I think I think the running game needs to be a lot better this year. And I think we will under Ray Davis. Ray Davis was a, what, 1,000-yard rusher at Vanderbilt. So, I think he'll, he'll come in. He'll do just fine at running back. He was. I got Marquez Cox, offensive left tackle. He's going to be the left tackle um, from Northern Illinois. 6'5", 315 pounds. He's been a four-year mm-hmm. starter. Um, I got him as an absolute key player on that offensive line. And the defense, guys, is going to be – Brad White is an absolute genius – I'm going to give him the credit that he deserves here on our show anyway. He is the best returning defensive coordinator in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of people saying Matt House, who used to be here, by the way, at LSU. It's Brad White, period, mm-hmm. end of story. Georgia lost their D.C. Alabama lost theirs. Five years straight, he's had a top five defense in the SEC. He's the only returning defensive coordinator or the only only defensive coordinator in the SEC that can say that. Mm -hmm. So... I just want to get that out there. (laughs) Bill says Brad White's the GOAT. He's the best defensive coordinator in the SEC. Yes, I said it. And John is just quiet as a mouse. All right, key game. What do you have as a key game for Kentucky this year? Uh, I think it's the Missouri game because you look at the schedule, you got an opportunity to go 5-0 and going to Georgia, right? Well, you lose the Georgia yeah. game, you'll be 5-1, and one, right? Well, you lose the, the Missouri yeah. game, you'll be 5-2. and two. And then you're going on a bye and you're coming back to play Tennessee. You can't drop that Missouri game. You have to do everything in your no. power to win that game. Because that I think that makes a difference because you're sandwiching Georgia between that Missouri game and Tennessee. And you can't afford – you got to at least win one of those if you want to go to a bigger bowl, I think. Well, I – you know, the game before the Georgia game and the Florida game – is always a pretty big game at, at home in Kentucky. Like yeah. that stadium is going to be rocking. Um, I was there two years ago at Kroger Field when mm-hmm. we beat Florida for the first time at home in a long time in I thirty some years. It was I a was fun, there. fun game to be it at, was. and I'm going to be. You know, I, I just. I really feel like that it's either the Florida game 
or the Tennessee game. And they're both home games. They are. And I know we play Alabama like the second or third last games, third last game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at home and it's huge. Okay. We get them. They haven't been at our place in a long time and it's huge, but we're Kentucky fans. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick as hell of Tennessee beating us. And I'm just going to say it out. <laughs> I'm sick as hell of it. So, yeah. um, you know, so it's at home. Mm-hmm. It's a game with the fans that we should have a chance to win. I'm not saying yeah. we're going to mm-hmm. win it. I'm saying we should have a chance. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at the schedule. Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, and Akron are the first three at home. Then they go at Vandy, Florida at home, at Georgia, Missouri at home, open date, then Tennessee at home, at Mississippi State, which is always a tough game for Kentucky, Alabama at home, at South Carolina, and at Louisville is how Kentucky closes out the season. Um. Seven and a half is the win total on DraftKings. No way, man. Do you have us? Huh? I said there's no way. As much talent as this team's got this year, this is the most talent Stoops has had this year. That's what the win total is on. That's what the. I'm going to be honest with you. I never drink the Kool-Aid, but I'm going to this year. They're going nine and three. All right. All right. So John knows we did a show this year, last year. I totally drank the Kool-Aid last year. Okay. You you drank it last year. Um, I didn't. I did though. I I really I hyped them up. I thought we were going 10 and 2. I picked 10 and 2 last year. Um Here's here's my thing. I think I think we're setting at five and one. I think we actually go to six and one. And I think our season comes down to four games. Okay. I'm just going to give you a quick little thing here about Kentucky. I think it comes down to four games. You got Tennessee and Alabama at home and Mississippi State and South Carolina on the road. And I'm not including Louisville in this. Because in Brom's first year, we should kick their butt. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm not even going to include them in this. But it comes down to four games, okay? If mm-hmm. we could find a way to split Tennessee and Alabama, uh, Mississippi State away and South Carolina away, that's four games. If we could find a way to split those four games. Mm-hmm then there is a path to nine and three. There definitely is a path to nine and three. However, since I drank the Kool-Aid last year, I'm going to be a little bit conservative with my pick this year. I'm going eight and four. 
for Kentucky. I really think there's a chance that we can do better than that. I think there is a small chance that we can go 10 and two, but that's what I picked last year and I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid quite yet. So mm-hmm. in this preseason show, I'm going eight and four. I reserve the right to change my mind along the way because I yeah. am a Kentucky fan. <laughs> but so that's where I got Kentucky on the prediction and the record. All right, next in line is LSU. Of course, they got Brian Kelly in his second year. They went 10 and 4, 6 and 3, actually won the West last year. I'll say this. Probably. I I believe that LSU has one of the best linebackers um, in the country, and Harold Perkins. He was all. He was a freshman. Really, really good defensive players. He was a freshman All American, All SEC. Um, They get eight starters back on the offensive line, including on. Yeah, the offensive line plus this was for Kentucky for Jerry Malik Nate Malik Neighbors. They get him, they get Jaden Daniels back. This might be the best LSU team we've seen since Joe Burrow. Now I, now don't don't twist my words now. It's not Joe Burrow level yet. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that's this is the best LSU team that we'll see since 2019. In terms of talent, I'm not completely sold on Jalen Daniels. I know that the that you know you look at the Heisman stuff and everything, and his name is out there pretty prominent in it, in the odds mm-hmm. and stuff, and he's being talked about. But he struggled some early last year. He didn't trust his receivers. He ran the ball an awful lot last year, and. I don't believe I'm, – I'm just – I'm not 100% sold that he is quite as good a quarterback that the whole world wants you to believe. And I'm not saying he's not. I'm just – I'm not quite there yet. Um, so, I think the key to their season is they have to find a way to run the ball – Mm-hmm. Without using Jaden Daniels as your top running back, yeah, that's that was a big that was a big key last year. He was their leading rusher. Okay, you can't mm-hmm. do that. I don't think you can do that and survive a eleven and one, twelve and zero type season to win the West again. You're not winning the West. Um, nine and three or nine and four, whatever, whatever they were last year, because they were 10 and four. So, you know, you're not winning the West like that. Mm -hmm. Not again. You won't do that two years in a row. Mm Got to find some, a running game and a running back. Well, and another thing too, 
there's only four starters coming back from last year's group on defense. So the defense is going to have to get better too. The defense struggled yeah. some last year as well, but but they do have two stars with Mason Smith and Harold Perkins. You got Harold Perkins and Mason Smith in there. You're you got a pretty good team, regardless yeah. of of how the rest of it boils out. You're you're, you're going so, to be better. Transfer in to go kind of with that, uh, Omar Spates. Um, he was a linebacker from Oregon State. He transferred in. I've got Walker Howard transferring to Ole Miss as their biggest loss. I know he wasn't their starter, but he played some last year um, and has started a game or two. So I, I put him as their biggest transfer loss. Mm-hmm. Key players, we've already mentioned a whole bunch of them, um, you know, with Harold Perkins, Mason Smith, Jalen Daniels, um, neighbors. So, you know, we've already mentioned a whole bunch of them, I think, for, for, for them. So let's go on to key game. What do you what do you got as their key game? I think it's FSU. Um that I mean, you know. That early in the year, I, I get it. It's it's early, but I think that that's going to have a lot to say whether LSU stays in the race or not in the in the top, you know, for a playoff spot because the winner gets a heads up. I mean, they, and the loser they, lost, they lost that game, but they lost that game last year and still wound up there at the end. Yeah, had but, a chance. I mean, they lost. They're, they're, expect, they're expecting a lot more this year, though. That that's the that's the biggest difference I think. I mean, I've got it at Alabama. I think that's their biggest game on the schedule. At Alabama, November fourth. That's what I got. All right, look look at their schedule. They start out with Florida State. Then they play Grambling State at Mississippi State, Arkansas at home, at Ole Miss, um, at Missouri, Auburn at home, Army at home, open date at Alabama, Florida at home, Georgia State at home, and Texas A&M at home to close out the year. Mm -hmm. I've got their – Win total set at nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I really think I feel like this LSU team goes 10 and two. I do too. I know that some people I've got them. I think they've, some people have them possibly winning the West mm-hmm. and going to the championship game, but I've got them 10 and two is where I've got this LSU team. Is that where you said you got them too? Yeah, that's where I had them. All right, the next one we're going to talk about is Mississippi State. Mississippi State, new coach, Zach Arnett. They lost Mike Leach last December. It's a big loss for Mississippi State. It's a big loss for college football, to be quite honest with you. Um mm-hmm. 
but Zach, I've I've heard some good things about Zach Arnett. He's he was their defensive coordinator, a good defensive coordinator. Um, he was under Mike Leach, and I've heard some good things in camp. Their offense is going to be a little bit different. It's not going to yeah, be quite the air raid. It's going to be more of a run centric offense. Yeah. They get, I think they got the so new. So, what do you have off, as a. They got him from the offense coordinator from App State, Kevin Barbie. Um, so, I think, you know, it's going to be a completely different setup than it was last year in terms of the air raid and whatnot. But my key, my keys to the season is Will Rogers, I think. He's, he's a plus for this team. Um, I think this year, though, to me, it's they're going they're going to probably run the ball a lot more. They're not going to. I mean, they'll they'll pass some. Do they have Do they have the backs to do that? Because Leach didn't run the ball much, and he didn't have a whole lot there. They get they get Marks back. Um, he was pretty good last year. Um, my biggest concern with Mississippi State, to be honest, this year is their defense. They'll. They have to regroup and figure out have a whole four new whole secondary. I think they're adding four new guys back there. So they're they're but they did get back Nathaniel Watson. So he was second in the SEC in tackles. Um he was a big part of that defense. So he's gonna be a big help for them there. I don't know where to go with this Mississippi State team. I just First-year coach, you know, as a full-time yeah, I'm a little, guy. I'm a little iffy, too, on them. I'm skeptical. My biggest thing for the key – my biggest thing for their key is in the air raid system, Mike Leach done a lot of, like, short-term, short passes with, with Rodgers over the mm-hmm. last two years. I think with this mm-hmm. new offense, they're going to be trying to do some more downfield stuff. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a key – as, as well as running the ball, but uh, more downfield passing is is going to be an absolute key for them in this trying to do this in this offense. So that's what I have. Uh, transfer in and biggest loss. Uh, Kevon Lee from Penn State running back is going to be huge for them. You were talking about the running game. I think he's going to be huge for them. And then they lost – Rare Thomas to Georgia, a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think that's their biggest loss. Um, key players. Will Rogers. I mean, I don't know how Marks and, and the running back that I just mentioned, Lee, are going to be key players as well for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all three of those basically are going to be key players for them. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, key game, I have their key game listed as Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Kentucky has not beaten Mississippi State at home in like, 10, 11, 12 years at home. No. 
it's a tough, tough place for Kentucky to go in to play, to go, to go in and play and win. Yeah, I agree. As a matter of fact, the last two or three times, I know, I know two times Kentucky's went in and played terrible. Yeah. Um, I think it's a key game for them, and it would be a key win. What do you have? Mm, I think it would be Miss Kentucky. Um, I think that's a that's a key game in, in the stretch. If if they want to get to a bigger bowl, I think. I think the Arizona game is pretty huge too early in the year. I think it's what the second game, third game. I think it is because Arizona is going to be a lot better too. So yeah, might be the third. I was I'm looking. I think it's at Mississippi State. Well, we can look at their schedule. Yeah. Um, Southeast Louisiana, Arizona is the second game. LSU at home at South Carolina. Alabama at home, Western mm-hmm. Michigan home, at Arkansas, at Auburn, Kentucky mm-hmm. at home, at Texas A&M, Southern Miss, and then the Egg Bowl is at home this year. Yeah, it's Ole at Miss. home this year. Yeah. Um, you know, they were nine and four last year, by the way, guys. Most people probably don't realize that, but they were nine and four. Yeah. Um, and was right there in the West. You know, um, I don't know. You know, I've got their win total set at seven off of a nine and four year. Mm hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I think that's that'll catch them. I've got their record at seven and five. I mean, they play a really tough looking schedule. LSU at at South Carolina, Alabama, at Arkansas, at Auburn, Kentucky, Texas AM, Ole Miss. I mean, I think seven and five would be a really good season for them if they can get there. I agree. I agree. All right, next on the board is Missouri. Eli Drinkwitz, he is in his fourth year. He is 17 and 19. They went six and seven last year. Mm -hmm. Three and five in the SEC. And I'm going to give you a quick stat. Since 2014, the Missouri Tigers has not won any bowl games. Since 2014. I'll give you another stat that will blow your mind. The Tigers haven't had a winning season under Drinkwitz and haven't finished above 500 in SEC play for over eight years. Since 2014, that same year. Yeah. 
They have not been above 500 in the SEC or won a bowl game since 2014. But the big thing with Missouri, though, is they have the second most returning starter in the conference. You know, and I'll say this, the key to their season, I think, is Luther Burden, is the wide receiver. You know, he, he led all freshmen last year with eight touchdowns, and they bring back the running back, Cody Schrader. Um, he was the team leader in total yards last year. Um, Tyron, ha- Tyron Harper, Tyron Harper, he's an all-SEC selection on defense. Um, and they had the league's best, third-best defense in the country last year. Well, no, in the SEC, I mean. And their defense is always stout. I, ever since I've known it, Missouri's always had a pretty stout defense. Uh, even under Pinkle, they were they was good. So this could be a this could be a team to watch under the radar. Yeah, a bit, I mean right? I agree with that. I'm gonna be honest with you. They got to find a quarterback. Yeah, that's 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 like, the. They've been going back and forth with guys. And and Drinkwitz, he has got to find a quarterback. I don't know if it's Cook. I think that's his name. Brady Cook, I think. Um, I don't know if it's him or not. I don't know if it, if it's um, one of the freshmen, a redshirt freshman, or whatever. I don't, I don't know who it is, but mm. they got to find one that can actually lead them somewhere. And so that's a key to the season, if you ask me. They got to close out some games. They they gave away two wins last year, oh, they, Auburn and Kentucky. Did they give I away? Mean, them? <laughs> honestly, they gave away. I mean, they just said, here you go. Here you go, man. Take it. I don't want it. I mean, and if anybody they literally watching, the Auburn game, they just said, here. The Auburn game was huh? – who, who, the Auburn game was basically who, 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 who was I don't want it. Who was the worst? <laughs> I mean, seriously, guys, it was bad. All man. right, it was tough. They got an offensive tackle from Eastern Michigan, Johnson, mm-hmm. and a transfer in. And their biggest loss was wide receiver Love that transferred to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Dominique Lovett. Transferred to Georgia, a wide receiver. I mean, I think that's one of their biggest losses. Um, key players. I'm going to give you a name, and this is a transfer. Jake Garcia, quarterback. He's a sophomore. He transferred from Miami. And I just said they got to find a quarterback. I'm not sold. They've tried him in and out, Brady Cook. Jake Garcia was a highly rated recruit. He struggled a little bit at Miami. I'm not – I understand. I know that. But they have got to find – and Eli Drinkwitz, I think the, the, the one thing that he has not been able to do and hammer down is a solid starting quarterback. Yeah, that's been – He ain't done it yet. It's been tough. So one of these two guys, Garcia or Cook, 
has got to be a solid start, starting quarterback for them. Yeah, I agree. But Luther Burden, a key player, is absolutely going to be like he he's a hoss. Yeah, he's so he's he was a five star kid. He's a hoss. Yeah. yeah, key game. I won't be honest with you. I've got third game of the year, September sixteenth, Kansas State. Yeah, that's it's home. It's probably the biggest Kansas game of the year. State is the returning Big Twelve champion. And I've got and I've got that game listed as their key game for the season. Mm-hmm. Look at their schedule. South Dakota, Middle Tennessee, and Kansas State at home. Memphis in St. Louis at Vandy, LSU at home, at Kentucky, South Carolina at home, at Georgia, Tennessee at home, Florida at home, and at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I have their win total set at six. Do they get there and go bowling? It's possible. I think if we're being fair, though, I think seven's probably the the top floor, I think, if we're being honest, because they got a pretty difficult schedule, I think. I've got them six. I'll be honest with you. I'm not I'm – not, Crazy about them. I've got them six and six. I've got them in Florida both at six and six. I'm gonna give them seven. I'll, I'll give them, Florida I'll actually give them could be. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll give them seven. All right. So next up is Ole Miss. I know I said I was doing this in alphabetical order. I, it is alphabetical order if you say Ole Miss instead of Mississippi. Um, so Lane Kiffin's in his fourth year. He's 23 and 13. They went eight and five last year, four and four in the SEC. But they ended the year like one and five or one and six or something. They were like five and one, six and one something like that, and ended the year pretty badly. Um, this defense has got to be better. I'm going to give you a key stat. This defense, Ole Miss, gave up 35 points per game in the second half of last season. And they get former Alabama D.C. Pete Golding as their um, defensive coordinator. So, you know, and Alabama's defense wasn't that good last year either. Yep. So, I mean, you're you're walking into dynamite on both ends. But, and I also I'll say this. You know, Lane Kiffin is known for his offense and his his you know theatrics, throwing clipboards, all that good stuff. Um, but when it when it comes down to it. If you're going to win an SEC championship, you got to at least have some decent um, defense. To you got to at least be average, and they haven't had an average defense for nearly a decade. And that's I think I'm going to give you another name. I'm going to give you 
I'm going to give you a name, and you're you're absolutely 100% correct on the defense. They have to have better defense. But with this running clock in college football this year, I'm going to just run the damn ball. Quinshawn Judkins, run the damn ball. Yeah, but Lane's not Lane's not going to do that. That's just not Lane. He's doing. I mean, yeah, he'll he run. Wants to, he could win. Yeah, run Listen, I'm telling you, if he he could win the SEC West if he will just run the damn ball. He, he, you're right. He probably won't. It's not Lane Kiffin ball. But he needs to line it up with Quinshawn Jefferson and run the damn ball. He will. He, he'll average six yards a carry. I'll say this. Their schedule features five top 25 teams, and three of them are on the road. So they're going to have their work cut out for them this year, especially after last year's slide that they had. I'm just saying, I think they – I'm going to be honest with you. I think they have the best running back in college football. He's a true sophomore, better than Rocket Sanders, Better than Blake Corum, my pick is Quinshawn Judkins. I think they have the best running back in college football. I'm going to tell you who my the top transfer in. I'll do this one. I think it's got to be Franklin from UTSA, they're, they're the wide receiver. Um, he, he he was a big key to them. You know, I think Ole Miss loses a couple pieces, so slipping him in there will be. Now, I think if I'm not – if I remember correctly, he had the most receiving touchdowns in the country since 2020. Franklin, um, Zahari, Zakari, Zakari Franklin. Yeah. Um, so, he's going to be a big plus for them. Well, I'll give you another name transfer in. Spencer Sanders. Yeah, but he might not even get to be and the starter. Kiffin has not named a starter. Jackson no. Dart, huh? I said, what's what's so, what's so funny about the whole thing is he could transfer in and not even be the starter. But I'm telling you right now, Spencer Sanders is got almost ten thousand yards in, in his career at uh, three years. I'm pretty sure at uh, Oklahoma State, and Jackson Dart's there. He is not named a starter. I've been hearing some really good stuff that Spencer Sanders has been has been tearing it up and looking really good in fall camp, and that's the reason why um, he has not named a starter yet. It wouldn't surprise me if they, with their schedule, if they don't start the season the first couple of two or three games and play both of them. Yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I wouldn't be shocked either. All right. Joshua Harris is another key player. He's defensive tackle. Um, and I think on that interior line, he's going to have to be key. We should talk about their defense getting better. He's a senior, 6'4", 325 pounds in the middle of that line, and he's got to play like it. Yeah. Has to. Key game. 
I've got LSU at home September 30th. That's what I have. I think I think mine's going to be Tulane. Um, I think that's a key game right off the bat. It is. It, it's a very interesting game as well, the Tulane is. game both, is. Both, both teams like to get run and gun. And they go – they go at – it's an away game. They go at Tulane. Tulane doesn't come to their house. We could have a shootout It is a hand. very interesting game. Yeah. So, they play Mercer at Tulane, Georgia Tech at Alabama, LSU at home, Arkansas at home, at Auburn, Vandy at home, Texas A&M at home, at Georgia – um, Louisiana Monroe at home and at Mississippi State to close the season out in the Egg Bowl. I've got their win total set at eight. Yeah, I think they have the offensive talent. I think they have the offensive talent to get there. Their defense is a question mark. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think that's where they fall. I've got them eight and four. Yeah, their defense is it's going to have to get better. But I'm going that's to give you I, a secret. If you're Lane Kiffin, run the damn ball. Yeah. <laughs> run the ball, Kiffin. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Quinn Sean Judkins is best in the in the college game as a sophomore. All right, now we're going to South Carolina. Of course, we got Shane Beamer. I think this is his third year. He's been there two years. He's 15 and 11. They went eight and five. Started out pretty slow. Yeah, started out pretty slow. Went four and four in the SEC, but won two huge games at the end of the year, knocking off Tennessee and knocking off Clemson. I'll give him. I'll give them credit. They won two huge games. They also beat Kentucky when Levis was out in in Lexington last year. So you know they won some big games. I will say that they won some big games last year. I'm not a huge biggest, fan of Beamer. The biggest I'm just going to be mark, The biggest question mark about this team is they have to replace 15 starters. They have seven returning starters, and that's offense and defense. Seven. Yeah. Seven returning starters. That's it. Before everybody gets on my case about Spencer Rattler, I'm gonna say this. It's a it's it's he's the key to the year because if you get the Spencer Rattler that beat Tennessee, you're gonna have a good season. But if you get the Spencer Rattler that play against some of these other games, it's not gonna go as smooth. I just don't I mean, I see a lot of people putting them on upset watch against Georgia. I just don't see it, y'all. I mean, 
They bring okay. back some good on top of on top of the Spencer Rattler, what you're talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it one further. They had 27 turnovers last year, including a whole bunch of interceptions. Yeah. And they gotta cut that down. There's just no way. And I'm gonna go a little further down the road when we're doing some of these topics. I've got something else that I'm going to kind of bring in. Um, but I think those two things, they're off their new offensive coordinator with Rattler. And, and if he can do the job or not is going to be key as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trey Knox tied in from Arkansas is probably the biggest transfer in and mm-hmm. edge rusher. Jordan Birch is gone to Oregon as their biggest loss. Key players. I got Antoine um, Wells, wide receiver. Yeah, he's Spencer Rattler. Probably, um, Trey Knox. Um, Hemingway, defensive tackle. The biggest one is their freshman All American, um, DB. Nick Imawari. Uh, Imawari. I can't say it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but he, I think he led um, the Gamecocks in tackling last year. So he's a big key to their defense. Um, I think the offense has to be better than it was a year ago if they want to get to a bigger bowl. You know, you got to have, like I said, you got to have the rattler that you had against Tennessee. Um, because if you don't, he can win you games and he can lose you games really quick. And we saw that last year. So if you haven't checked out good old boys, fantasy football, they do an awesome job. They cover fantasy tips and guidelines and all kinds of stuff. Check them out. I just wanted to throw that up there real quick. They do an awesome job. If you're into fantasy football, by the way, All right, key game. I've got the first game of the year, North Carolina in Charlotte. That is this Saturday. And I think it's an absolute key game to start their year, and I'll tell you why. They have one of the roughest schedules in the SEC, and I know a lot of people, they've kind of been a trendy pick. I am not high on them, and a whole lot of it has to do with their schedule. And I think that North Carolina game at the very beginning of the season, you look at their first five games, they could be two and three pretty easy. Yeah. Their first five games. Because they play North Carolina. They play um, Georgia third game. Georgia. They play Texas A&M. So I'm saying it's they could be they could be two and three in the first five games, like right off the bat. Like very easily. And I think that North Carolina game is huge for them. So so that doesn't happen. The preview says oh miss. So let's See, take a I look think, at their schedule. I think you need to fix the the preview. It says oh miss. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I thought I clicked it. Oh, no, you're good, man. I was just like, people want <laughs> Yeah, we're talking South Carolina. I'm sorry. I thought I clicked it. It just no, didn't show up good. down there, I guess. All right, so let's take a look at their schedule. Um, they start out North Carolina and Charlotte. Then they play Furman at mm -hmm. home at Georgia. Mississippi State at home at Tennessee. That's the that's the game I was talking about. Florida at home at Missouri at Texas A&M, Jacksonville State, Vandy at home, Kentucky at home, and Clemson at home. I've got their win total set at seven. I think seven's there. After the year they had and the way they closed and some of the expectations that's gone on, I think seven is a good win total. And I'm going to be honest with you. That's where I have them. I have them seven and five with that schedule. They're not beating Clemson two years in a row. I know it's at home, but I just don't see it. Mm -hmm. At Tennessee, they're not beating. They're not winning at Georgia, at Texas A&M. I think there's probably seven games there that they'll that they could probably win. Maybe, maybe even six. All right, I'll try to do better. I'm sorry. I thought I clicked that down there. I got something now for you. Tennessee guys. I got something for you real quick. I got something for you. Okay. you Here's something. What is it? Pause this minute. I'm waiting. What is it? <laughs> the Rocky Top Fight Song. Oh man! If you play that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You're never coming <laughs> on the show again. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm cutting your ass <laughs> off if you play that song. <laughs> oh goodness! I'm cutting your ass off if you play that song. I ain't even playing. Oh, oh, oh. All right, Josh Heupel. The whole world is is sold on Josh Heupel. Um, 11 yeah, and 2 he's... last year, had an absolute great season, 6 and 2 in the SEC. He's in his third mm -hmm. year. He's 18 and 8 overall. Um, of course, I think Hendon Hooker made him look really, really good. And, I, and I'm going to start out as that. I really do feel like Hendon Hooker made him look really, really good. I don't think he was the other way around. I'm gonna say this. Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker was really, really accurate with the ball. Yeah, he he made precise throws. And I'll tell you something, Joe Milton. He I don't think he's Hendon Hooker, 
but I think he'll succeed in, in Tennessee's offensive scheme what they're wanting to run because they bring back Brew McCoy. Um, they bring back uh, Keaton. Um, they bring back Jabari Small. They bring back, uh, Jay, I think it's Jalen Wright. So they're, they're bringing back majority of their offense except for a couple key pieces. They did lose Jalen Hyatt, which I think, you know, Brew McCoy will step into that position. The biggest key for Tennessee was getting Aaron Beasley back, their linebacker. Um, he led the team in tackles last year, um, and he improved that scoring defense quite a bit last year. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. There was a hundred. I'll give you a stat on Tennessee. Last year's pass defense was 127th in the country. 127th yeah, in the country. And Kentucky only scored six on them. Out of 131 teams, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we'll not get on that. We'll not get yeah. on that Kentucky okay. game because it was it was just there was a lot of issues there because blown coverages in the Kentucky game killed them. Yeah, it Anyways, was, it was it so was bad from the get go. I'm going to give you a stat. Okay. The defense has got to get better. You're absolutely right. They have to play better defense. They have to play better pass defense. But I'm going to give you a stat. Everybody thinks when they think Josh Heupel, they think he throws the ball all over the field and blah, blah, blah. And he does. I'm not going to say that. But here's a stat that I'm going to give you. Under Josh Heupel, okay, when they run the ball for 155 yards or more, they're 15 and two. When they run the ball for 154 yards or less, they are three and seven under Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Their three losses last year was all under 154 yards rushing. That, that's they, where they're they were nine and zero. They were nine and zero when they went above 155, and they were zero and three when they went below 155 in the well, running the game. Thing too with Tennessee, they cannot forget to run the ball. A lot of people think Tennessee just throws the football, and, and, and rightfully so because they do, but they also run the ball. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're out of the backfield, they do a lot of they do a lot of. But sometimes receiver. they forget it. Sometimes they forget about running the ball. That's what happened in the South Carolina game last year. Sometimes they they get in the shootout and they forget about it. Yeah. They did that with Alabama the year before last. You know, so linebacker uh, Keenan Peel coming in from BYU is going to be a big pickup for them on the defensive side. Um, mm-hmm. And they lost a defensive tackle, last name Terry, uh, DeJohn Terry, to Oklahoma as yeah, their was a- transfer out. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this. Player, I mean, it's got to be Joe Milton, right? It is, man. If I'll say this about Joe Milton. I think he's got an arm on him, and I think 
he's like he's able to do what Josh Heupel wants. But I'll say this, and Tennessee fans, I'm not saying this out of disrespect to, to, to Joe Milton, but if Joe Milton struggles, I wouldn't be shocked if Tico gets in the game, the freshman, if he plays. I, I really wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets some playing time. If Joe starts – now, I'm not saying, you know, they're going to struggle against Virginia. I'm talking about a game like Florida. Say they go to Florida and Joe Milton's having some issues throwing the ball and getting the ball downfield. I think there's an opportunity they'll throw him in there in the swamp. I mean, Josh Heupel's not afraid of anything. And, you know, he you've seen that last year. He threw he threw guys no, all over the place. Not, he, he will. I think – I think there's a chance that Nico does get some playing time. I do think there's a chance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I do. Key game? I think it's Florida. I've got the Florida game. Yeah, it's Florida. Early in the season, huh, at Florida? Yeah, it's Florida. I think that's, 16th, a, that's a key September game. September 16th? Because I don't think yeah. Virginia has enough weapons to beat Tennessee. They just don't have enough talent. They're just they're they're going to be overmatched. I think. Nah, I don't think Virginia has it. They don't have it. That'll be a fairly easy game, I think, for them. To be honest with you. All right, let's look at their schedule. Play the dirt, Tennessee song. I don't know what's wrong with you. It's got it into you. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't going to say the name of it. Can't, can't stand it. You know I can't stand it. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Virginia in Nashville. Austin P at Florida. UTSA at home, which could be a tricky game. Um, South Carolina at home. Texas A&M at home. At Alabama. At Kentucky. UConn at home. At Missouri, Georgia at home, and Vandy at home is their schedule. I have their win total set at nine. I was using DraftKings to set these win totals um, and kind of looking at, at their stuff. So I have it set at nine. Where do you think Tennessee falls this season? Mm. I'll tell you, to get to where they want to go, I think they got to beat Georgia. That's a big game for them in Knoxville. I think if if you hear, you know, now, they beat Alabama last year. That's a monkey off their back. Now, Yeah, but now this year they gave Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that's a different, that's a different animal. <laughs> so, I think this year the, the, the thing reverses, and it's Georgia this year. I think you beat Georgia. I think there's a good chance Tennessee wins nine or ten games. I've, I've got them – I mean – you know, they went 10-2 and two in the regular season last year. I have them taking just a slight step back. I have them 9-3. and three. That's where I have them. 
I've picked Kentucky eight and four. Well, it all boils down. Tennessee nine and three, and and South Carolina seven and five. It all boils down so to, to Joe. To Joe that kind of tells you. That kind of tells you the order of the East that I had. Like I said, it boils down to Joe Milton. What can he do? That's the that's the question mark. I think. All right, we got two more teams real quick, and I'll try to get these in. We got Texas A&M. Hmm. You know, Jimbo Fisher's in his sixth year. He's 39 and 21 there. Um, he hired Bobby Petrino as the offensive coordinator. The questions whether or not he's going to let him have the keys to the offense or not to be quite honest with you because Jimbo has always held on to the keys and done it himself so you know I think that's this going team, to be a key to this season is he is he going to trust and and let go of the keys to the offense to Bobby Petrino I think that is this. one and the second one is is they have to be better defensively yeah I'm going to give defense you like was I said, horrendous I'm going to give you a stat they, they had the 2,500 yards of rushing. They had the second What's fewest that? sacks in the SEC and was 123rd in rush defense. And you got guys on this team that they had 20, they gave up over 2,500 yards. This roster is just loaded. in rushing, not overall. With, with four and five star talent guys, and you only win what five games? That's inexcusable. Five and seven. Five and, and I'm seven is this, where they were last year. And I'm liable. I'm I'm going to say this, and I'm liable to get railroaded, and that's okay. But if they do not win six games this year, if they don't get to a bowl game, does Jimbo Fisher even keep his job? He's gone. He's out of here. I think he's out of here if they don't get to a bowl game. There's no way. He's out of here. He has to he has to be better. That's all I'll say. Transfer in uh Josh DeBerry from Boston College, a, a cornerback. Um, and then they lost Denver Harris, a cornerback to LSU. That's transfer in and biggest loss to me. Uh, key player, we talked. We just talked about their defense. Moose McKinley Jackson, a defensive tackle, six two three. Moose Muhammad's what? mine. Moose Muhammad, their star receiver. He's probably one of their better receivers. Yeah. Aeneas Smith. Aeneas Smith, and he's coming well, off a knee injury the season, and you just don't know how he's going to react after yeah. coming off a, a leg injury like that. So. Right. Damani Richardson. But McKinley is not, Jackson is my key about. too. Damani Richardson had 74 tackle. tackles. Yep. They absolutely have to be better up front, front seven, not mm -hmm. just the front line, front seven. Has to be better. Key game. I've got their key. I've got their key game. 
at Arkansas September the 30th. I mean, not at Arkansas. It's in Arlington, but Arkansas September the 30th. That's what I said earlier, but from Texas A&E standpoint, I think it has to be Miami. You know, they lost that game. Was it? They lost that game a year ago. And I think if they want to get on the right foot, they got to win the games that they're projected to win, like the early games. They can't they can't afford hiccups like they did last year because there's no room for error right now with Texas. Connor Wigman has been named the starter. Yeah. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, he he has been named the starter. Sophomore quarterback. All right. Schedule look. New Mexico at Miami, Louisiana Monroe, Auburn at home, Arkansas and Arlington, Texas, Alabama at home, at Tennessee, South Carolina at home, at Ole Miss, Mississippi State at home, and Albaline Christian at home and at LSU. I have them, their win total set at seven and a half. There's seven wins there. Do you think they can get this? I just don't know. I'll I'll say this. I'm not even sure six six wins would keep Jimbo's job at, at the most. With, it with, may with, not. With, with as much I've, of talent got as they got. Seven and five. I've got them seven and five. Because I'm just going to say it from this I'll perspective. I'll be honest with you. I've got them seven and five. When, when you got four and five-star talent all over the field like you got and you can't get to a bowl game, there's an issue there. I've got them seven and five, and I actually think they have a chance of going eight and four. There's 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 wins there. Peyton Manning's nephew plays for Texas Arch. They asked a question on he the plays, chat. He plays at Texas. Yeah, he plays for Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. He plays at Texas. Yep. All He's right. a true freshman at Texas this time. The final I can team. see them getting to eight and four if he lets Petrino, if he lets Petrino alone and let him have the keys. Petrino is a great offensive mind. He is. All right. Vanderbilt oh is the last <laughs> team, alphabetical order. Vanderbilt, yep. They played the other night. They've already played one game, played Hawaii. Clark Lee is in his third year. He is 7 and 17 overall, but they did go 5 and 7 last year. I want to say two games this. in the SEC. First time I'd won some games in the SEC. Beat Kentucky and Florida. So two good games. I'll, I'll say this Vanderbilt hasn't been to a bowl game since 2018. And they haven't had a winning record in a decade. The defense 
allowed nearly 300 yards per game last year. 300. And it didn't look much better Saturday night against Hawaii. It looked just about the same. There, there wasn't much difference. No. And But I'm going to be honest with you. After watching them the other night, man, they have to find a run game themselves. And they have to get Jaden McGowan. They had 39 yards rushing against Hawaii. Jaden McGowan. They have to is find some this, kind of run game themselves, but he's he huge is. for this team. I will agree with that. And AJ Swan, he is, is a de- is a decent is, is a decent quarterback. Um, you know, and they get the Ricky Wright back on their defense. He was a big key to their defense. But the defense, like I said, it's got to be better between now and SEC play because if they don't. They're going to get carved up like a Christmas ham. Coley, linebacker from Notre Dame, is probably the biggest transfer in. Of course, Ray Davis, gone to Kentucky, is probably mm-hmm. their biggest transfer loss. Um, key players, you guys have been naming some, but I think Cedric Alexander, a running back, they have to be able to run the ball more more and better. The other night, they looked terrible at it. And if this team is going to do anything, they have to run the ball a little bit. You play – Will Shepard, wide receiver, is is going to be uh, – uh, and McGowan, wide receiver, are going to be absolute keys to this team. Well, the thing, too, is if you're going – if you do this against Hawaii, imagine what, what's going to happen when you – was it is it Kansas State they play in a few weeks? When you meet up with a team like Kansas State, and you're having to go up against no, teams, they, in the play, they play Wake Forest. Which it's Wake Forest? That's right. It's Wake. Key game. Still, key game. They key game. They play at Wake Forest September the ninth. I think it was a couple years ago they played Kansas State. I think it's State an absolute the, pivotal key game for them. It was a couple years ago, I think, or a year ago, maybe. They played K State. Yeah, well, they played Wake Forest this time. They played them last year too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a key so, game. Um, key game. I got the Wake Forest game. It's at it's at Wake Forest. I think it's a pivotal non-conference game for them. I if just don't think they're going. They to can win. get four wins in the non-conference. I just don't see them going into Wake and winning that game, though. Even even without Sam Hartman, Wake Forest still going to be pretty good. It's it's going to be a tall task. I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying it's a key game for them. Yeah. All right. Take a look at their schedule. Hawaii, they've already played Alabama AM this week at Wake Forest, at UNLV, Kentucky, Missouri at home, at Florida, Georgia at home, at Ole Miss, Auburn at home, 
at South Carolina, and they end the year at Tennessee. I've got their win total set at five. They went five and seven last year. Is there any way they get back to five wins? I'm not so sure. I say they get five. I don't think they're going to get six. I, I really don't. I think they go four and eight. I really well, do. You know, they they play Wake at Wake. Then they, I think they play home against Kentucky. That's a loss. And then they'll Kentucky's get three looking. non-conference, and maybe they pick off, maybe they pick off one SEC game. Well, and Kentucky's going to be out for somewhere. Kentucky's going to be out for revenge after last season. And Missouri, Florida, they might get one of those. So. I think they go four and eight. That's what I got. Yeah, that's what I got them. All right, so we are almost done after two hours and ten minutes here almost. But before we close out, let's talk about who our East and West winners are and who is going to win the SEC championship this year. I've got, if you go and look at the record, the way I run it down, I have LS I have Georgia and Alabama both 11 and 1 and mm-hmm. nobody tying them or being there so I have Georgia and Alabama winning the East and West and playing each other in the championship game um I'm going to give it to Georgia just because Georgia's done it and I think that Kirby Smart's but, – but Alabama could win that game. He's figured a way how to beat Saban. I'm going to give it to Georgia. He's figured how to beat Saban. He, he, know, he knows yeah. his, the weaknesses and strengths. And, but so I want to say this. Is that how you have it as well, Georgia and Alabama? I have Georgia and Alabama, but I want to go opposite of you. I think Saban gets her done this year. I think when you put Saban's feet to the fire and you put him up against the wall, he, he, he tends to come. He tends to come back and and get you. And I think, I think Georgia ultimately ends yep. up in, and in he's the out playoff. To do that. I think Georgia ends up in the playoff. I, I'm I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm saying Alabama wins the conference because right. I don't think. A one-loss Georgia is going to be put out of the, the college football playoff over a one lot or over an Alabama loss. No, they won't. They'll get in. They'll get in. So, yeah. But I got Alabama this year. All right. So, who do you have? Who do you have as the Player of the Year in the SEC? Oh man, that's tough. And there is um, a bunch of good ones. There is a bunch of good players. I can run through some names. You got Brock Bowers. Um, you've got Jalen Daniels. You've got, um, gosh, you got KJ Jefferson. Uh, 
I'll let you go first, and then I'll go. Okay. I got a surprise one that most people are not going to pick. But I've kind of already preluded to it. My player of the year in the SEC this year is Quinshawn Judkins, running back Ole Miss. I already said I think he's the best running back in football. I already told Lane Kiffin to run, just run the damn ball. Yeah. So my player of the year, and I know that people want to pick the quarterback. Um, you know, you got Carson Beck, and you've got Devin Leary, and you've got KJ Jefferson, and you got Jalen Daniels, and um, you're gonna have the Alabama quarterback and Carson Beck with Georgia. And, you know, so you can go on and on. I think the player of the year is Quinshawn Judkins. That's my pick. I'm going to go LSU with Harold Perkins at linebacker. I think Harold Perkins is probably the that's best good, linebacker that's in the pick. country. He he can do everything for LSU. Um, I, I had it kind of boiled down to him and Jaden Daniels, but instead of taking a quarterback, I think I'm going to take a defensive guy. And Harold Perkins to go with Mason Smith. It, and, you know, another year under their belt, at LSU after last year, it gives them a little bit more experience. I think LSU is going to be a wild card in all. I'm going to give you a real. I'm going to give you a real dark horse name. Dion Walker, Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky. He's a brute. Sophomore. Another sophomore. D tackle that I think could blow the season up for Kentucky. If he has the year that I think he could have, I mean, he's a true, true dark horse. There are so many Mm -hmm. names that you could come up with before him. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying as a dark horse. Mm -hmm. But I already told you who my pick is. Yeah, I know who your pick is. Run the damn ball. Kiffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That concludes our SEC preview show. I appreciate you guys sticking with us and being on. These shows kind of run long. And uh, I appreciate you guys being with us. Thursday night, this Thursday night, Here, let me get this thing off. All right. This Thursday night, well, why do these, uh,
Thank you. That's what I'm trying to get up on the screen. All right, this Thursday night, we're going to be doing our first game day pick of the year. We did a little short one on Sunday as the fanboy special with just three games, but we're going to be doing about 10, 11 games, maybe 12, somewhere in that range mm -hmm. that uh, I am picking out. And we're going to be going with or against the spreads, using the spreads. We're going to do some fun ones, uh, maybe some not quite so big games that are going to be fun spreads to pick this week. And then we've got a few big games as well. Oh, but, but it, catch us on Thursday night. College sports. Once the, once the season gets started, it gets a lot, it gets to be a lot of fun <laughs> because you got all yeah, these games. This week, games. this week, there's not a whole lot of power five playing power five. So mm -mm. you got some big games, but what's interesting is when we do the spreads, Kentucky when we do the spreads for the, for the, uh, basketball the basketball spreads are what's fun because <laughs> you don't know yeah. what to pick in, in those in those so, basketball game day pick them thursday night eight o'clock it'll only be an hour and a half it won't be two hours and 20 minutes long so i appreciate you guys being on with us check us out and we will see you guys on thursday night for our game day pick them have a good night, guys.